0: Hey, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Ynukwa. And we're the hosts for the Kings of Hearts podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back on to the Kings of Hearts podcast. Excited today because today we are featuring a really great dear friend, mentor, inspiration uh, for myself and Ynukwa these past few years. Our guest today is Ben Goreski. Ben is a men's leader and addictions counselor and just an all-around great, great king, warrior, and magician, lover, all of it. This guy is an incredible force and excited to have him on today. And we are able to dig into a powerful conversation and discussion around men's work, around our edges as men, around not only living a life of service, but also taking responsibility for our lives, our leadership, and our responsibility. How to show up as a better man. Uh, ben is a men's leader in the organization called Arca Brotherhood. Arca Brotherhood is an organization that Unuqua and I have been a part of these past couple years. Uh, this is our It was our inception as uh, men and our introduction into this work, really. So we're really grateful and feels like a full circle moment to come back around and and share the medicine from, from Ben to you guys. Uh, ben also has his own podcast called the Evolving Man Podcast. We'll leave all those great resources links in our show notes. Okay, so before we get started, gonna hang on to you guys just for one more moment. Take this time to update you on an incredible opportunity that has arisen for the KOH community. So if you're a man or if you know a man in your life that is looking for a men's group, who is looking for brotherhood, more accountability, more leadership, we are opening our doors and applications to Roundtable Men's Group. Now, this is a group that's been around for about two years now, and it was only exclusive to men who have completed our online course four-month journey called Council. But we decided recently that it's important to continue this work, offer up this service for guys all around, whatever experience you have, whether it's with counsel or any other men's group or maybe no experience at all, and you're desiring connection, you're desiring a community, you're desiring a men's group, King's Roundtable is now open for you. So there's a link in the show notes for you to apply. It is a bi-weekly group. We meet online every two weeks and looking forward to receiving your application. All right, so that is all. Enjoy the episode. All righty. Okay, everybody. Welcome on to the Kings of Hearts podcast. Today, we've got a special guest, Mr. Ben Goreski.
1: Hello, men. Hello, Kings. It's good to be with you guys. I'm stoked to talk about all things men's work and um, how to level up in your life, how to be better. Yeah, Let's man. Go. It's good to
0: have you on. It's been a, It's been a long time coming. You've been on our hit list for a while. So.
1: Oh yeah. Since day one,
0: I'm pretty sure. Since day one, I think. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Of course we have Unukwa with me, co-pilot. Say hi to the folks. Hello folks.
2: (laughs) Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go.
0: Let's go. Okay. Sweet. So Ben, uh, we always start our episodes with a deep breath just to ground in, to get embodied coming down from mind to heart. So I'm going to count down three, Two, one, inhale in. Exhale out. We'll do one more, inviting all the listeners to join us on the second one. On three, two, one, inhale in. Big exhale out. <sighs> Lovely. So, Ben. Officially welcome to into the Kings Kings of Hearts container. Um Yeah, it's great to have it's great to have a man of your experience, of your heart, of your spirit in on the show. So just really good to have you here. What are you feeling right now, man, in the moment? Just go we'll go
1: round table, Ben and then Nuke and then myself. I'm feeling uh I'm feeling like it's been <laughs> what I'm, what I'm, what's going through my mind is that you guys have been doing the Kings of Hearts for a while here and you've been giving back to the community and really trying to lift men up for a long time. Ever since I've known you, Andy, you've been working on this project and it's just been slowly ticking upwards over time. And I have a lot of respect for that. It's, uh, some people come out the gates really hard and then they, <laughs> they fizzle out pretty quickly. And um, that's, in my experience, that's not the way to succeed in this world. And it's not the way to build a good reputation and the best way to do it is, is slowly consistently like singing your song, walking and singing. your. There's a guy in Vancouver that walks around and sings opera music, like just down the sidewalk in the middle of the day. And he's like belting it out. Like the guy is a professional opera singer and he just goes for these two hour walks and, and sings his heart out. And you can hear him from blocks away. Like everybody in town knows him. And, uh, he's just such a force. Like he's so impressive because uh, like me, you know, maybe some people might get annoyed with him, but it's it's less annoying than a, a car screeching or honking, which is constantly happening in Vancouver. Yeah. But the guy is getting judged and, you know, observed from by dozens of people at a time as he just walks and does his thing. And he just gives zero fucks. He has his, tune that he is singing that he's working on that he's refining he's challenging himself because he's walking and singing which like is not not easy and he's just singing his song you know and that guy is always um a reminder to me of of you know the most wise way to be in the world i think is just like mm. find your mission find your song sing it and and like walk through the the peaks and the valleys the darkness and the light and just go and uh, so yeah I respect it that, that you're still rocking with Kings of Hearts you're still on the upward trajectory and and that you're you're still on task you're still on mission and uh, got a lot of love for both of you guys it's good to be here
0: yeah yeah thanks for that reflection yeah. of of our journey and uh, and that story around the, the opera singer guy man like the word that really jumps out at me when you're sharing that is like devotion this level of devotion to, to the cause, to the mission, to the quest, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, if you're clear, if we're clear, if our hearts are open and we're clear on that, on that devotion piece, like it gets you through all the challenging moments and times. Right. Yeah. So thanks for seeing, man. Thanks for seeing us. Uh, Yenuka, brother, what's, what's alive for you, man.
2: Yeah. For me, tap, checking in is just it's really cool to have been on our podcast I th- honestly, Ben, like you have no idea. Like since day one of podcast, it's been like Andy's mentioned you. You know, it's been like let's get this guy on, just just of just like how how um just how cool you are, and 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 dude, like I'm gonna spend a lot of this episode, I'm gonna spend a lot of this episode, like like just honoring and respecting you, man, because Andy has spoken so highly of you ever since you joined Ronan and since we started King of Hearts and it's always just been, I and mean, then I told you, like I met, when I met you, I was like, man, it feels like full circle, like to hear of you, to get to know you with running for Ronan 14 and then to be at the retreat and to be in your presence and what have you, we just felt really full circle to just be around. And yeah. um, so I just got a lot of respect and admiration for you. So it's, it, it feels like it feels like we've hit, a really big milestone with King of hearts to have you on here truthfully. And so I'm just, I'm in a lot of like reverence and all right now. So that's where I'm at brother. Thank you, man. Andy, your turn.
1: Yeah. Nice
0: dude. Yeah. For me, I have a lot of, uh, I have a little bit of nostalgia coming up. Like there's this, like, you know, Ben and I, you, you and I first met on this zoom application. Yeah. And here we are again, what, three, four, four years later uh, in a different capacity with a different purpose. And it feels like an interesting full circle moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling a lot lot of nostalgia. I don't know if that's the right or correct term, but I'm feeling a lot of that in my heart at the moment. And, And yeah, dude, like this element of supporting and getting your voice out to the men in our community uh, is, is an interesting give back of how much you've given me on my journey as a man. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey guys, kings of hearts, men in community, this is the guy that's helped me come up and look in, look in the mirror and face my shadows and access my, access my warrior, access my king, right? And so to be able to be of service in any capacity for you to get your voice out to, to men, And perhaps they, they jump on to whatever you're working on. I think that would be a a huge win. So I'm feeling a lot of whatever, however, however, to describe that, I'm feeling
1: that in this moment. Yeah. Well, it's a win-win. It's a win-win guys. Yeah. Cause I, I, I really am on a mission to, uh, just to like wake as many people up as possible Mm -hmm. and sort of shake them out of the, the slumber of, um, a mediocre life, maybe, uh, definitely, uh, a life where, where you think that you just have to flow with whatever society is telling you that you have to do. Um, I found that that was the way to misery in my own life was just like living my life based on what I felt like society was telling me to do, you know, and what, what I thought a man was supposed to be based on just like looking around me, what the norm was. I just wasn't happy in that. And I think there's a lot of guys that feel that way. I think the majority of men feel that way, but they don't necessarily know that there's a way out of that place and that there's a way like into your true essence. You know, like we all have to cut our way into the trees and, Find that for ourselves. We have to like go and search and find our true essence, I think, because it's been there's been layers and layers of shit thrown on top of it as we've grown up in school and, you know, conditioning through our parents and our parents passing down stuff from their parents that they don't even know they're passing down and trauma and intergenerational trauma and all this stuff. It's like all that stuff I feel like blocks you from truly being who you are. And so, you, a lot of us without putting conscious effort and we walk around kind of like very sort of disconnected from our true selves it's it's there but it's like it's there's blankets and blankets on top of that and and so we have to do some work to to uncover that and so that's what i see men's work being men's inner work that's what it's about and Uh, we can do that in different sort of subsections. I work with guys on addiction and I work with guys on relationship. And then there's just like these men's work circles that we've got like embodiment and um, authentic relating with one another. And we've got to learn to do that. We've got to wake up and we've got to, we've got to realize that there's more to life than what we imagined. And that there is a pathway to ourselves, our true selves and so that's from what i can tell that's what kings of hearts is and so i'm i i'm just stoked to speak to your community to speak to you guys to connect with you guys on here we do a lot of connecting on zoom you know it's like kind of yeah. the history of our relationship the, the three of us and the times where we've actually been in person and hugged each other have been very rare special moments um but uh yeah i'm just i'm I, it's a pleasure for me to serve and to like be connected to you guys and, and your community.
0: Yeah, man. Amen. Oh, Amen. I want to, I want to poke at something you said. Cause I, I feel that is interesting. And I feel like that would be really valuable for a lot of people to hear. As you said, you know, like you're, you're waking people up out of their, out of their slumber. And I'm, and I'm curious, like in your perspective, what is the cost of not waking up of, of staying the same? Because, you know, I feel like a lot of men, they hear a lot of great wisdom of why they should do it and the benefits of it. But sometimes it's not until they get up, up in front and close center with like, what is the cost? What is the cost of staying the same mm-hmm. that they actually end up lighting a fire and doing something about it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that the normal trajectory is that you know I'd sort of describe the, the the rearing process and and how maybe you get to adulthood as a as a relic of your <laughs> your true self um you know my friend Nick Solacek says nobody escapes childhood, nobody get, reaches adulthood without a loss of empathy because we live in a world that doesn't reinforce empathy um and so we end up sort of very disconnected from ourselves, but then, but then we find out how to make the world work for us. We find out how to maybe work, get a career, get a job, make money, maybe get a house, maybe find a partner. And so like, we start to get the externals, we get a car, (laughs) we get the externals of life figured out. and, 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 you know, all, all along, we thought that getting these things would make us happy and that we'd be like, oh, I just, if I just get this stuff, I'll be settled. and the cost of not waking up to this deeper thing that's itching is at some point a a crash, a a bottom of some kind. Um, It, I guys come to me on the brink of divorce or after divorce, they come to me hitting bottom in their addictions. They come to me after you know, having a midlife crisis, you know, like, Oh, I have a great career, but I hate my job. I also hate my family. Uh, I generally just hate my life and I'm actually quite successful. That's common. And I think if it doesn't happen, then it happens on your deathbed. You get that Mm. moment of clarity where you realize that you live, lived a life that you regret. And Um, you never truly like woke up to smell the roses or like fully expressed yourself the way that you wanted to, because you felt like that wasn't okay. And so I think the cost is just like, it's pain in like a lot of pain in some way. And, and, and for a lot of guys, it's total or partial destruction of the life that you built that you thought was the thing that would make you happy. And and in some cases, those things are unrecoverable. And so, yeah, I'd rather guys wake up earlier than later and, and, you know, learn what they truly want, learn to express themselves fully because, you know, there's this concept in, in addiction that like, you've got to hit bottom in order to recover from addiction. And so like, that's, that's a hard concept to wrestle with. Like, oh, I have to like totally destroy my life in order to Get my shit together, like Jesus. Do we all have to do that? And it is true that pain is is the touchstone to change. Like pain pushes us into like looking for a solution to that pain. But that doesn't mean that we have to go all the way. We don't have to go like when you look at the concept of bottom hitting bottom. What is that? It it's actually a really internal personal experience. And for some people, hitting bottom is like a, a a shameful moment in front of their family. For other people. It's being homeless on the street and having lost everything. And for other people, it's death. There's there's just like never really hit their bottom. And so that means that if bottom is relative, you can like have it hit you. You can have the wake up call if you are open to having the wake up call. If you really kind of like do the research on your own life and like step into the work and be like, okay, well, what do I truly want? Where am I truly holding back? Where, you know? Do these, do these self assessments and and look at whether you're truly happy, uh, and and where you need to change things. That can raise your bottom so that it hits you, and you have a, a flash of realizing like, oh my okay. god, like here, where where do I end up if I continue to live my life this way, where my life this way, where I say yes when I actually need to say no, and I don't have boundaries, and I date people who I only kind of like, or there is, it's just like a superficial arrangement rather than like what I'm truly looking for. You know, I take jobs that I don't, that I'm not really happy and they just kind of pay the bills. And so I hate my work and that's half of my life, you know, all of this stuff, like you have to see that and then go like, Oh, like I'm going to end up regretting this life. Like I have to shift, I have to change course. And, and, and you can do that in a trusted circle, like Kings of hearts or Arca and, and have those realizations and then have a container that holds you and goes like, Oh yeah. Hey bro. Like we know like other men to say like, yeah, been there. Like we can support you in this shift in creating the life that you really want. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, man. You knew what you want to jump in? I
0: was
2: going to, well, I, I, yeah, Ben, I think you you painted a really beautiful picture of some. A question Andy and I always ask each other is like, does a man have to hit bottom to do the work to go yeah. on this transformational journey to go on his hero's quest? And I think you you you, you alluding to one, it's subjective, is beautiful, and then two, the bottom. Listening to you talk to to me, the bottom just like solidified. It is it is this forcing you to get outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's this forcing you to be like, Hey, it's time to level up. Yeah. Right. And so now bottom doesn't have to be this scary thing that we don't want to go towards. If anything, it's just the universe's way of being like, Hey, it's time for you to shed your old skin and step into something new. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and that's what I felt and heard while you were communicating. So that's what I just want to share and reflect on. Um, throw it over to Andy.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because on the other side of the spectrum and I, I run into a lot of guys with this mindset as well as they're embarking on their self-development and healing journey and they want to try to make it perfect, like squeaky clean, no, no conflict. It's gotta be, it's, it's gotta be spotless. And yeah. there's, there's a bit of a flaw in that as well. Right. And, oh yeah, and, uh, you know, a line that maybe have, has come up in our men's groups has always been like, If you're if you want to clean your integrity but you're trying to keep a perfect record, you're actually living a small life. Yeah. You're living a small life if you're trying to keep things uptight and perfect. Yeah. It's okay to make the mistake. It's okay to feel that pain. It's okay to lean into that discomfort or that conflict and then and then lead yourself from there. But I do I do believe what you're saying near the end there, Ben, just around the men's containers as a really key ingredient to this process.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're squeaky clean, you are hiding something from yourself or from others or both. Mm-hmm. Right. Because even every, every virtue seems to have its shadow, Yeah, you know, and no matter how good you get in your life, you're still going to have stuff to work on. You're still going to have weaknesses And, uh, oh, my weakness is I work too hard. Right. Sometimes that's like, (laughs) that's what you get from people who aren't really willing to look at their, their dark side. But, you know, like we had a guy, we just formed a, a a men's group here on salt spring Island, uh, for ARCA and we we called it, we called it King Cobra squad, by the way, fellas. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause you guys had, you guys had Cobra squad in Calgary. Uh, back in the day, for like th- three years or something, and I, I, Cobra came to me in a um, in a spirit card reading when I was doing an astrology reading with someone, and she was saying some like pretty real stuff to me in that reading. And then she, at the end, she was like, "You want me to pull a card?" And I was thinking about what to name the squad that month. I was just kind of mulling it over, and then she pulled Cobra, and she read it, and it was like. Oh, it was just perfect, dude. It was like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. What are you mm. ready to learn? And like looking at your shadows, like it was, it was good. But I, I kind of was like, ah, I don't want to. I actually want to do something slightly different. So we went king cobra because I told the guys like we're making kings here. So <clears throat> we sitting, we're sitting in circle in like the first meeting and there's a guy there who is a teacher in the community he's a facilitator for other men he uh he has worked with some of the teachers that i respect the most and um he's already holding space for other guys and he has this share where he he tells us that he has had a huge a big health issue come up where one of his organs is like at risk of failure and um And, you know, we sort of turned to him and start giving him some support and we could see that it was like uncomfortable for him to receive. And so we start poking and prodding and he reveals that like, yeah, you know, like I give to others so much and like, I'm so well-respected in my community and you guys know where this is going. And it's really uncomfortable for me to receive from other men. And so here we all are first meeting realizing, oh, here's this guy's edge. We just found your button. And it's the thing that's going to kill you if you don't deal with it, the part of you that is not willing to receive the part of you yeah. that's always giving and, and never allowing himself to be cared for and to be given to. Yep. And, uh, and he was like, oh, like you could, you, you could see him freaking out, but also being conscious of like, this is, this is, I guess this is a work I'm here. To. I guess this is why I signed up. Amen. so we actually picked him up and held him in our arms for a couple minutes and uh he was shaking and like there was so much happening in his body and we were just like you know trying to get him to really open up and, uh, and just allow this the love to come through from the men you know and it's, like that's men's work right his, his edge is the opposite of some other guy's edge You know, some of the other guy on the other side of the circle maybe needs to learn to give more because he's constantly obsessing about himself and he he isn't in a leadership position. He's not giving back because he's just like wants to optimize his own life constantly and is like micromanaging all of his supplements and his exercises and all this (laughs) shit. It's like, dude, get out there and help somebody, you know, but that's, that's what men's work is about is like each man finding and revealing his own edge, his own shadow no matter how great he is at doing whatever he's doing and revealing that, having the, having the courage and the vulnerability to reveal that to the group so that they can step in and help him refine that.
0: Yeah. And you know, the beautiful thing too is like another man in the group who's on the polar opposite edge of yours could be a great teacher for you.
2: Yeah. And then,
0: And vice versa. So like, I I feel like that's always been the synergy of a men's group is like, there's somebody else in the circle right now that has gone through and maybe have, have, has like mastered this edge that I'm up against
2: currently in my current life. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I really love how already we're alluding to the fact that with men, it's of value to be in community. And yeah. to not lone wolf it and try and do it by yourself. because so there's only so much you can do by yourself. There's only so much. And then you need to be around other men that can hold a mirror to you that can hold you, like truly hold you. Right. Because if not, I'll speak for myself. Like, you're t- I feel like I've, I play small in those moments. Right. Yeah. Versus when you allow other people to come in and... Allow their hindsight to be your foresight. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yep. And so I, I like going. I love going into conscious community with men. And I mean, case in point, putting myself in the king's chair. <laughs> you know, and yeah, and getting my nervous system rattled. <laughs> you know, yeah, because because I knew coming I've been there. Yeah, because coming out of that was only was only going to sharpen me. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, if only just the, it, there's, there's so much that goes on in this practice that you guys may have mentioned on this show before where, where you sit a guy up at the front and you, you sit all the men sort of looking at him audience style and it's called the king's chair. And these men know this man at some level. Uh, and, and then they say to him one at a time, I do not see you as a king because, And they tell, they tell the guy all the reasons why he's not a king to them from their own perception and at a base level, it's just feedback, but it's very sort of sharp and pointed and, um, not beating around the bush. There's no like going on a tangent. It's like, I don't see you as a king because you're late half the time. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't see you as a king because your, your posture is like hunched over and like you, you have a meek posture. You know, I don't see you as a king because you say, um, and ah, and like, and you end your sentences on the upswing, (laughs) (laughs) all of these things, (laughs) all these things and getting there and receiving that is hard. And it's like, uh, you have to regulate your own nervous system somatically to be like, Hey, I'm mm, safe. I'm not being bullied. This isn't bad. This is actually good. I welcome this in. It's okay. I want this. Mm -hmm. And um that's a journey in itself, you know. And and then just so that folks know, there's a whole other side where guys say, like, here's why I do see you as a king. There's always that other side. It's the it's the yin and the yang, you know, always. I see you as a king because of you know, all the things that you're doing to help other men. I see you as a king because you're you just show up constantly over and over, and you you never stop. You're you're persevering. I see you as a king because you're honest and I trust your word, you know. Mm -hmm. That's like that. Process that exercises some uh, next level. Yeah, yeah. Like if every man in the world received that from the other men in his community, amen. We yeah. would have a different world, man. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. I've Thanks. seen I've seen men by the end of it when
0: he's receiving all the love, I've seen men just collapse into tears. Oh yeah. Yunuqua being one of them. Yeah. And and it's always, you know, I, I find it interesting because you know, we're kind of on offshoot of the last dialogue we just had here about receiving love being held Mm -hmm. is I find that often and doing this process with a lot of men already over the last couple of years is men are, they receive the hard feedback easily, but when it comes to receiving love and, and care, and I see you, and this is what I acknowledge you and praise you for there's like their body language changes. They want to close up to it, you know, but the idea is that they can't say anything. They can't block it. It's like mm-hmm. these arrows that are getting shot at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't. And, and and then the nervous system catches up with them with itself. And then the emotions just come through. So yeah, it's powerful.
1: Yeah. What does that say about our culture, you know, and, yep. and what is going on in the minds of, of most men mm-hmm. walking around, like yep. the self flagellation, the beatings that occur inside of a man's head. You know, it's normal when, when guys start saying that, you know, like, oh yeah, yeah. Knew that. Say that to myself every morning. Mm -hmm. Right. But when it comes to the love, nope, no room for that. No room to receive praise and acknowledgement and gratitude for, for who I am and where I am in my life. No room for that. Like where What is going on where we don't have the capacity for that, Mm. right? Like that, that's for whatever reason, that's most of our childhood environments Yep, where that kind of praise is not welcomed. It's not allowed. You know, we just get like report carded and, you know, like we're getting graded from grade one. Can you, can you believe you get grades in grade one? Like, what is that? Yeah. It's messed, man. (laughs) it's messed
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah and i think it, it certainly in our parents generation i think there was this belief that if you like gave positive feedback and reinforcement to a child that they would turn into a narcissist
2: yeah or turn too soft or whatever the case might be yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah that could be it yeah that, that definitely could because be
1: there it. there was this like you know Let them cry it out, you know, like basically this essence of like, tell kids to grow up early, you know, and then they'll grow up tough, you know, Mm. oh, they're, they're crying. They're in the, they're in the crib crying, leave them in there. They'll just pass out eventually. Yeah. They have to learn that mommy and daddy's not always coming back. Right. Mm. Mm. So, so you're, um, you're a new father. Yeah. This, 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 uh, (laughs)
0: this talk about family and kids and fatherhood here is just like, oh, you're a father. Yeah. How's that been man? Like how's that I, I haven't even had a personal chat with you about it to be honest. So,
1: yeah. What's what's going on there? Um so we got a little girl and uh she's 8 months old and uh guys, it's been such a fantastic journey. Like it's just been it's way more fun for me honestly than it is for mom because mom <laughs> has <laughs> she's got all the pressure on her. Like I got pressure on me too to like you know, sort out the logistics and schlep a lot, carry things and, and, and be there when needed. But, um, and I'm, I'm still on like a partial paternity leave. Like I'm working half time, but, uh, man, it's amazing to watch this, this little being slowly wake up and start to have motor function. And and like, just to see her eyes start working at around like the three month mark where she could like track us around the room and like, express like when she saw someone she knew and now she's just like climbing stairs and wanting to, you know, touch everything and break everything. And, Mm. and, uh, I can't describe how much love I feel and, and how much happiness she brings just by me, like looking at her and just like watching her, like look around the room and like make noises with her mouth (laughs) and like try to grab the dog's tail Mm to me, she's the most beautiful thing on the planet. And um, I understand now that like sort of conceited uh, thing that parents have about their own children. <laughs> they yeah. just like, yeah. this child is special. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, I feel it. And um, I also am, it's a therapeutic process for sure for, for Shalina and I, because we're trying to give her what, we most would have wanted when we were kids and just like based Mm -hmm. on all the things that we've learned about attachment theory and and you know the best ways to parent you know and to like Mm -hmm. really hold her emotions well and to be there for her and and to also give her the freedom to explore you know and not be a helicopter parent or anything and Mm -hmm. um for me, it's like every time she cries or hurts herself and and then we're just like there for her holding space. It just like, it feels good for us because we're looking at her looking at us while she's crying, like seeing that, like we're here, like both of us, we're both here right now, you know, and like, it's Mm -hmm. okay to feel. And, um, geez, that's the work we do with adults. That's the work yep. Shay does with adults. And that's the work Amen. I do with adults. So Amen. it's just like, nice to do that with, a, with a little being and just, she's the biggest project of our lives. And we're, we're just like putting all our love into her and, and, and also trying to let go in the process, you know, like don't overdo it. And, um, mm. we're still like learning so much, but it it is, it's a mystery guys. Like mm. there's, sometimes you just don't know what to do with her. You're, you know, like this morning she was supposed to be napping, but she was not napping. She was just doing gymnastics over her and my mom, uh, her mom and me and just like flipping around on the bed and and like laughing and then crying and then laughing and then crying. And she didn't know what she wants. And she basically just skipped her nap. And we we're like, Hey, I guess we're not, she's not napping today. Uh That's going to be interesting. <laughs> you just don't know. You, you can't do anything to fix her. It, she just is doing her thing. You know, and yeah. um so it's this constant need to surrender and and just like, well, ride the roller coaster, you know mm-hmm. uh, it's beautiful, I
0: love yeah. that, which I think is such a good lesson in leadership is you, you can't have everything under control, right? Like the moment will always provide you with the with what you need or how to handle it or how to be in that moment. It's like <laughs> you can't have everything together, so love to hear it, bro.
1: yeah. Yeah, I I did a I did an ayahuasca ceremony right before she came, like about a month before she came, and the the real work that I remember, there's always work in there that you don't remember consciously cuz you're on some other plane, but like there's always a middle ground where you've got your brain and you've got the medicine and you can kind of like do some stuff. And I remember just trying to empty myself empty out my ego, empty out all of my attachments to like how life should be, how I should be let go of all of the things that I'm attached to, including my stuff. And, um, because the house is going to be messy forever now, like until the children are out of the house where it's going to be a constant mess. My things are going to be covered in marker or strawberries or food or, you know, just mm-hmm. broken, And, uh, you know, since then, that's been exactly the case. It's like, I lose sleep, my stuff gets wrecked, uh, my car gets hit. Like, there's been all kinds of stuff happening here on on our property, on the land that's just like, ah, another test, you know, of whether I truly am willing to let go here. Mm. And um, yeah, I think that's parenthood in many ways is like, can you can you empty out your agenda enough while still holding the like basic structure of like love and support and empathy and all of that, Just empty it out so that you can create that open container. That isn't like, we've all had a parent who like had an agenda for us. Like, here's how you got to be. And here's what we're doing. And, and very yeah. sort of strict and feeling like really kind of boxed in. Mm. And uh, that's that control that wants to come through all of us about how to be perfect or like how the family needs to present to the world, like, oh, we got to dress up properly when we go out on Sunday for church. Like there's all these rules and agendas that, 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 you know, we all kind of like hate as kids and it just feels constrict constricting, you know? And so how can I empty out myself so that I can really just like be present for what she needs in the moment and what she wants to be? And so that's been my challenge lately is, is like, not so much like trying to fill up with all these trainings and like, oh, I got, cause I think young guys, especially like when you're in your twenties, like you get on this role of like, "Hey, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to master that. I'm going to get good at this. I am gonna go do this training and get that certificate and go do this training. And, <clears throat> and that's great. you need to do all of that. And then, and then you need to put it all inside and then just like embody it and be it. And then just, you know, allow the imperfection of life to occur where there's like no more training and things that you've got to learn. Like life is the, the, the ground for that. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. how can you just like, let it be, just be who you are, be that guy who's done all the training, <laughs> you know, who's just <laughs> yep. ready to like bring it into the world. Right. With,
2: with his heart open. Right. Cause I feel like in the, the other times you don't have to keep your heart open. I'm in my head. I know what to do. I've done the training. I know the protocol. Right. Versus to be like a man with his heart open. It's like, I am. And this is what you're alluding to. Like I'm here moment to moment. Yeah. I'm not referencing some, some course I did three weeks ago on which cry is this baby executing right now? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 In the moment, babe, what do you me? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I guess we're doing gymnastics on the bed. No nap. And I'm here. I'm not freaking out. My heart is open. I love you, babe. Like, yeah, that's the work. Right. So I love that. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. At least.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Guys, I can't tell you how many guys I've said this to dude, you don't need another training. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) You need to embody the training you've learned and go live it and then carry it as a part of who you are. And that's Mm -hmm. leadership that you will then begin to lead other people. But people get stuck in this. It's the loop that I described earlier where like, I got to get enough stuff so that the world will tell me I'm good enough. You know, I'm going to, I got to get enough trainings to the point where then I can, you know, be of service. But like, we miss that part It's like, we're, we're actually trying to bypass by getting enough training that we, we like get a freebie or something, you know, but we have to live. We have to live the training. Yep.
0: Yeah it's almost one. It's, it's almost needing to remember why you're doing the training in the first place. Like, why did you join? Why did you, what was your intention? What was your reason? Right. Yeah. Why did you embark on that journey? Like, yeah. it, it's just a delay. You know, I, I've caught myself in this often. It's like, you're just delaying the embodiment and the execution of what you're learning. You're just delaying yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, as you have famously said to me, Ben, is live your life more like a straight arrow and less like a wet noodle,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. And that man who's dancing in, from one training or one retreat to the next is a bit, you know, in my perspective, a little bit noodly. It's a little yeah. bit like, just go for what you, what you want. Execute what you learned, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um,
2: 100%. And I'm listening to all this. And at the same time, like I'm putting myself to what Uniqua was. 10 years ago, where like, I would have done the training to be like, I don't want to look stupid, or I don't want to get this wrong, which is a beautiful place. And at the same time, what I would tell old Unuka was like, dude, and keep your heart open. Because my heart was closed, you know, and I'm not going to get it right. So to what we were speaking about, it's not going to be squeaky clean, you know, and, and, and for myself, whatever I'm running in containers, I tell guys, you're not going to get it right. The first time you're not gonna get it right. And that's okay. I'm letting you know I'm not gonna reprimand you. No one's getting spanked. You're not getting kicked out of the squad. Mm -hmm. And we course correct, right idea, better execution. And I think men need to hear that more because and I feel at least men will then be willing to show up and be and be bold a little Mm -hmm. bit more than what we've been conditioned to for fear of getting spanked or getting canceled or you know, being misogynistic, you fill in the blank. So yeah, Mm. that's the other side of the spectrum that we're talking about here. I just want to give that (laughs)
1: voice. Yeah. I think this idea of redemption is really important, you know, that, um, that you can iterate something, you can put something out there into the world. And if it's not, if it doesn't work, you're not, you aren't a failure maybe you failed. Maybe that thing failed, that idea, that thing that you tried, that business you tried failed or whatever, Mm -hmm. but try again, do something different, you know? And I think sports are really good for this concept for guys, you know, like just get out there, do your best. It's, it's never perfect. There's never the perfect game. And, you know, like even you, you guys are Calgary guys. Like everybody watches hockey in Calgary, NHL, like, there's the Stanley cup, but it's better and better every year. Those teams get better and better and better. Like playoff hockey is amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think those guys learn, they learn how to like be their best within their team. And mm-hmm. that's what, that's one thing that I like love and respect so much about sports is that that idea of like taking the competitive spirit and the the, the desire to evolve and be better And channeling it into a a place, into a game. Yep. And you're teaching yourself character through a game that doesn't really matter. It's just it's just entertaining, entertaining and fun, right? And um, you know, Sterling was a men's community that's still actually going, but it was really big in the 90s and the late 80s. And their groups were called teams. And I think All men need a team, and I think a lot of men don't have a team. When you're on a team, you can boldly put yourself out there and iterate and and try something. Be courageous, mm-hmm. because Amen. if you if you trust your team, you know that you can go out there and fail, and they'll catch you. Like, hey, bro, we got you, man. It's okay. Give them a rub on the back, a pat on the head, and like, hey, let's yeah. talk about how to make that better. Like, we've got your back. But in this world right now, this like social media world where we're all kind of like satellites. And we're kind of disconnected from each other. It's easier and easier every day to feel like if you fail, you're, you're done for, yes. <laughs> you're over, you know? Yep. And, and I think for some people like that, that makes sense because they don't have that. They don't have a team. Yep. And we, fuck man, we all need that. Like you started with that nuke, like, yep. It, you guys ever watch this show billions? You ever seen this show? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. Okay, it's an HBO show. It's on like Crave. If you're in Canada, you, you gotta get Crave, and then that gets you HBO, which is like some good shows. Last of Us, Succession, um, and this show Billions, which has like six or seven seasons. And it's a is a great show. Um I can't name the two main actors, but it's basically like you guys ever seen the movie Heat, Al Pacino, and Nope. Oh my God, guys, you got to watch heat. It's from the nineties. Um, but it's basically cops and robbers against each other, but you love the cop and you love the robber, you know? And they like face bank robbers. Like, I think it's like De Niro and Pacino and Val Kilmer's in there. Like it's, it's awesome. Anyhow, in billions, you've got a billionaire hedge fund manager who, who you can see his lifestyle is like it's awesome. And he runs this office that, that like has an edge and he, he's got like a hundred people working for him and they make billions. and you like him. Cause he's like, he's a killer, you know? Yeah. And, but he's, he's also got a heart and he's a good guy and he gives back and like cares about his kids. And, but you see his shadow and his deficiencies. And he's like really competitive, but you like him. And then you got this other guy over here. Who's the, uh, the district attorney for the Southern district in New York. And he has never lost a case. He's a killer. He runs this whole office and he takes down the bad guys. And he takes, he wants to take down the bad guys on wall street because he knows they cheat. He knows they leverage the market and they go after the little guy and you like him and you respect him. And you also see his shadow and his dark side. And he's like, he's got like fetishes and and like, but you see how he, they, these two guys, hate each other because they, see, they see themselves in each other. Like they're both mm. so similar mm. and in the middle <laughs> is, is the woman. So the guy who's the district attorney, his wife works for the billionaire as their therapist. And she like sharpens the uh, employees in the office and like makes them fucking really good at what they do. And so she's constantly like pulled between these two guys who are warring against each other, you know, basically trying to, trying to kill each other, trying to yeah. take each other down. That's, that's my pitch for watching the show. Cause it's actually really worth <laughs> watching. You see how men make an enemy out of each other and they're on a mission and, and how the shadow can control you and actually destroy your life and make it really difficult for you. But my whole point that I was trying to bring up in, in talking about this show is that both of these guys are very very high up the totem pole and and they didn't get there by accident like these guys have a, a strength of character that is admirable and the billionaire uh is surrounded by people who support him and he's had to learn how to work with each of them and and work you know work with his employees uh uh assets and leverage relationships in in new york and and they've got all these like secret back channels on like how to get tips on what stocks are going up like he's got a a network of relationships that is like mind-blowing and on the district attorney side it's the same he's doing these like back channel deals and like he knows everybody in the government and and he's built up a lifetime of relationships and favors and and all of this to like get him just to the seat that he's in. And so you can really see in this show how your relationships and loyalty and integrity and honesty is is what will really get you to a place in your life where you're living big. You can you do not get to those places by by just like killing it on your own or mm-hmm. by by screwing so nice. everyone over in favor of, you know, your own your own pursuits life is a is all about relationships it's all about relationships and the people in your life and and how trustworthy they are and how you know hard working they are and uh how talented they are those people will will make you who you are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so Everybody going back to the team thing, everybody needs a team and you need to choose your team wisely. Cause if you, if you choose a team of mediocrity and you just sort of grab what's around you on the shelf, (laughs) uh, if you, if you just grab what's available, if you just gravitate towards what's easy, uh, to get praise from like, Oh, I'm going to go like be friends with these people because they'll never challenge me to be better. They like, yeah. want me to stay the same forever. Then that's what you're going to get. Yeah. You're going to stay mm-hmm. the same forever. But if you surround yourself with a team of people who want the best for you, they see your weaknesses. They see, they know your edge. They can almost see ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Like they, they can kind of tell when you're in a relationship that's not good for you or you're in a job or a career that isn't your real purpose and they can call you on that. That's power, man. That's real power. Having yeah. a team like that,
2: you yeah. know? Amen. Once again, no lone wolf bullshit.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I actually heard from a, he's, he's a wolf trainer. This guy, he literally said, he's like, when wolves are lost in the woods alone, they start howling and it's not out of like pride or I'm cool. It's they're actually howling so they can find a pack or mm-hmm. else they're going to die.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: The lone mm-hmm. the lone wolf does not survive without the pack. And yeah. with the pack, not only do you survive, but you thrive. Yeah. Amen. Right. Yeah. So get find yourself in a men's group. Just, yeah. you know, there's a movement. There's there's energy behind what's happening here. At least what I see in the last five, six years, right, Ben? It's like there's an there's an uptake of this energy where guys are it's like a ripple of it's like a domino effect. It's like, oh, you're doing the work. Oh, you're doing the work. Yeah. And it's, it's like big. It's
1: becoming more and more normal and, and less and less taboo to like, to sit in a circle. And I think guys are realizing that it's not therapy. Mm -hmm. It's not sitting around in a circle and crying about your mommy or, you know, whatever the
2: the cards you've been dealt by life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whining, whining about I wish it was this, or I wish it was that. That's not what, men's circles are about, it's, it's about what we're, what we've been talking about here. What you guys talk about all the time on your show. Yeah. Sharpening and, and finding out how you can be better. Sure. Yeah. Like there are tears that come and like for every man there, there's a moment where some tears need to come flying out of you. And, uh, it would be nice if they could come and be accepted on their way out (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) by you and by, by other other men, man, the amount of guys who, when they're first new to men's work and they, they have a feeling and some tears maybe start to come and they say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Guys. I've had to say like, do not say you're sorry. Stop Mm -hmm. that right now. (laughs) Keep feeling. Amen. (laughs) Amen. But yeah, there is a rising, there's a rising tide because I think guys are just realizing like, Oh yeah, every man needs a team. And, Mm. and yeah, when I joined Arca, the Arca brotherhood, which was, previously the Samurai Brotherhood, there was three teams, three squads. And, um, and I did my, you know, I did my time with, with the squad. And then it was time for me to become a captain after a couple of years. And I broke out and started a squad. And, and then, and then I was, you know, three or four years in, I was going to Mexico for three months and I was like, I'm going to miss my squad. Like I really, I really love these guys, even though I'm running the squad, like the energy that I get from those men, I'm going to miss it. And so I decided like, Oh, well maybe we should try zoom. This was like before everybody had been on zoom, but I had been on zoom for a couple other things and was like, this actually kind of works. And so I start the first uh, Ronan squad, Ronan squad. And, (laughs) uh, Andy's one of these guys who joined and, uh, 10 guys joined pre. Pretty quickly we we threw it together in a couple months and you know within six months we're all like yo this this really works this is actually awesome it would be great if we were in person but we're getting 70 80 percent of the juice here just through this zoom screen and we're all over the world and i always said to guys like there's something about the ronin division ronin squads because the guys have a level of willingness to like get in there and do the work that is, you know, the barrier to entry is harder. It's like reaching out across the world to, to join some other guys through a screen, like feels weird, but man, does it ever pay off? Cause like when we met in person, it was fire. And, Mm -hmm. and since then that was, that was like four years ago. Since then we've grown to 15 online squads Mm -hmm. and continuing to grow meeting in all the different time zones. And we've got 55, 56 um, groups or squads in ARCA, in the ARCA Brotherhood. So there is a, a wave. You, you guys are riding that same wave of men who are just waking up to, to really find themselves together. Yeah.
2: Okay. Hey, there's two things I need to hit home before this call ends. And one, Ben, we talked about this in your truck and I was saying that there is something magical when you get men in a structured container showing up weekly on the screen to show up and do the work. Like that is the beautiful part of technology, yeah. you know? And I'm, and in one vein, I'm like, yeah, technology sucks sometimes and being on a screen, we're always tied to our screen. And this is a beautiful, this is the beautiful side of it. When there's intentionality, We are talking about waking men up. We are taking men a layer or two deeper into their heart, into their emotions. That is the medicine. To me, that is the new medicine of 2023, Yeah, which is why Andy and I continue to show up, which is why I'm sure you show up and you lead ARCA the way that you do. And so I just want to stop there before I go to the next one. I don't know if Andy or Ben, you want to speak to that at all.
1: Yeah. All I can say is that I would not be the guy that I am today without... Joe Rogan and Aubrey Marcus and Tim Ferriss, many that, that among others, but like the content that I've taken in via the internet through those guys opening my mind and helping me into the land of my own personal evolution and growth. I would not be the same person that I am today without those guys. And so that's the internet, man there, I agree. There's a light side and a dark side. And if you're, if you're using it well and you're leveraging, you're either creating to, to, uh, to give to other people, uh, in a good way, or you're leveraging the content that's out there that helps you be a better person that helps you live your life better outside of the internet. Yeah. That's the way that's the light. And there's lots of other sort of mindless zombie creating shit on the internet too. That yeah. will suck the life out of you, and it's player. You're Ready Player One, you know. Like, yeah. which Amen. which side are you gonna dive down today or in this moment? You know, that's up to each each person. So I totally agree with you. Yeah,
0: yeah. the internet's a tool, right? We get it. We get to choose. That's our leadership. Is we get to discern what our intention is and like what we what kind of energy we want to bring bring to it. So, you know, in that vein, it's like it's very empowering. Like you get to choose the outcome here for yourself yep. when it comes to these these mediums, right? So Yanuko, second thing. Go for it. Second thing.
2: Yeah. And then second thing, Ben, you you low key alluded to it is getting around other men that are further along in the journey than you. And you know, and 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 that's for me where I would say, dude, I've and and I'm gonna give you your flowers right now, Ben, and just say like, dude, truly, truly, because if it wasn't for you showing up and being consistent and what have you, Andy wouldn't have shown up. And I watched Andy for six months be on Ronan before calls, before we were hanging out, you know, and the way he would talk about you. And then that made me want to then be follow through, you know, and then getting around you in person and seeing how you interact with Phil. I was like, ah, interesting. This guy also has, someone that he's tapped into and tethered to and Mm. how you hold Mm. respect and awe for him. Mm. And so it just, it just solidified. And I mean, like in my culture of Ghana, like we have that, but not, but and to see it in another texture was really beautiful. And so I just, I want to give you your flowers and just say like, Ben, like continue keeping on, like your ripple effect is affecting people. Mm. And I'm sure you know that. And I'm telling you it again. On this Monday afternoon, June 19, 2023, let's document it. So I, I just I want to let you know that because it, 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 it impacts me. I know it impacts Andy and the other men that we serve because of that. Thank you, brother. So
1: there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Flowers received. Flowers
0: received. Yes. yes. Yeah, Ben, I, I want to just piggyback a little bit and just say, man, like uh, I've known you for a little while now and. In, Something that I see in you that's evolved over the times is your heart is massive and it's softening. Mm. From day one at Ronin till today, brother, like I, I truly see this, that mm. you you coming into this beautiful harmony, this, mm. this loving warrior. And, uh, it's, it's wonderful to watch, man. Yeah wonderful to watch.
1: Thank you, brothers. Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah. It's always, it's always good to, um, to just talk about this, this brotherhood medicine with, with mm-hmm. guys and try to just spread that. Just like speaking of flowers, just like throwing the seeds out there, you know, like yeah. who wants it, who wants it, you know, <laughs> I'm watching the flowers grow. Like, um, it's a beautiful thing that you guys know this. It's a beautiful thing to be in in service to your community because it just brings a level of a next level of meaning to your life. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, like I did something to make the world better, you know, and that's what you guys are doing yeah. with King Hearts. Yeah. yeah so base. thank you for for holding space for men for um, for training them, you know, for bringing them to their edge showing them and showing them into their bodies right helping them connect to each other to their hearts that's yeah. the medicine thank that's you the medicine bro. We all need yeah,
0: yeah dude. dude so good to have you on man in um in wrapping up this uh this conversation with you anything you want to express to men to people to Yeah, what's on your heart that you feel like, okay, this has gotta this has gotta be
1: transmitted. Yeah, geez, there's a lot. There's a lot right now going on in the world. And uh I think it's never been more challenging to stand in your center and have an opinion. Um and have boundaries. Um, our attention is scattered, wants to be pulled all over the place. Media is pulling us in every direction and can easily create, uh, this sense of like flailing and not being able to not knowing which direction to head in life. And, um, I think men have never needed more. This kind of place where we can find our own center, our own truth and then walk forward with that truth through the world like Mm -hmm. that opera singer. And, um, that takes inner work. It takes time spent looking at yourself and not looking at a screen takes time sitting with other people who can reflect back what they see in you. And so if you don't have that already, go find that. And You know, we've all got to take specific time to work on our edges, right? And the edges, the two edges that I've been working on with guys a lot recently is addiction and relationships. A lot of guys deal with some form of addiction and some are more subtle than others. Um, I deal with a little bit less subtle, more bold addictions in, in my freedom from addiction circle, which is a private coaching circle that I run for guys. It runs every week and it's like a monthly revolving thing. Guys come in for three to six months and get leveled up and then move on. Um, and relationships, like we've all got work to do on how we show up in relationships and we all need to learn. Like how crazy is it that that like relationships are the most important thing that like make you who you are in your life, but none of us really get formal training on how to do relationships. Well, like we just yep. kind of stumble into it, and we we just get shown by the people around us for better or worse, like what relationships are like, and the romantic and not romantic. Mm-hmm. But romantic relationships are really important to most people, and a lot of us are trying to pick one person for a lifetime. At some point, you know, we're going to date around for a while, and then we're and then we're going to try to pick one person. We're trying to get narrowed down on, like, okay, this is this is what I'm looking for. Well, guess what? It's not just about finding the right person you need to have the right tools to make that relationship work with that person because you're not perfect and you're carrying all kinds of programming and so are they and you got you got to figure out how to work with that so I teach guys um relationship tools through the through something called the conscious relationship council and it's a 12 week course uh that I take guys through live and we share like 20 different handouts uh, and tools with guys throughout that 12 weeks and we do live coaching and guys come in they're on come, some guys come in single uh other guys are married other guys are divorced or in the middle of a breakup or on the break um and we have guys ranging from age 30 to to 70. Um, and everyone comes in with just hey there's i got something to learn i got something to work on here you know so if if that's you and you have a sense of like hey like i could actually you know, I went and got training for sales or I went and got training for work, you know, or I'm on a men's team and, and, and I'm working my edges with like men's work. I'm doing my shadow work. I'm, I'm meditating. I'm working out a lot. I'm working on my health, but I actually haven't really done any work on how I do relationships. Check out the conscious relationship council. We get really good reviews from guys who come and do that course. So, um, whatever it is though, find, find your edge and just keep growing. Like that's, my mission. I just turned 39 this year Amen. and I'm determined to, to never be an old crusty dude until I'm like really actually literally old and crusty <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not for a long time. Just keep growing. Keep always keep growing and, yeah. and, and evolving. So, um, that's it.
0: awesome, man. Love We're that. right there with you. Yanuko, any, any final sentiments or any words?
2: Thank you, Ben, for making time and showing up. Always a pleasure to get around you and your energy. Um, So much love and respect for you and what you do and um, how you hold ARCA the way that you do. Your new dad, your husband, your, you know, like your son, your brother, like all these things. And you just seem to do it with class, at least from my perspective. I don't ever see the underbelly of Ben. So, but um, for my optics, dude, you just do it with class and, mm. and you give me an example to look towards. So, mm. once again, man, like I'm, I'm looking at your taillights, dude. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, I'm right there behind you and I'm watching your taillights. So, here we go. Here we go.
1: Stick with me, bro.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Ben. You the
1: man. Thanks, brothers. Really All good. Right. All the best. Likewise.
0: Thank you again for taking the time today, or maybe this took you a couple of different days or instances to finish this episode, but regardless, you've made it to the end. Thank you for taking the time to listen and support the Kings of Hearts podcast. Whether this is your first time listening to an episode or maybe this is a returning instance, all the gratitude, all the blessings to you. If this episode had made an impact for you or anybody in your life in any way, it would go a long ways to drop in a review or a rating on either Spotify or Apple Music or whatever platform you're listening to this on. That stuff goes a long way for us. And as always, if you want to join the community, get involved, participate, make sure you check out our website at kingshearts.com. And see you in the next episode. Thank you.